0: The following sermon is by Dan Thomas, pastor and teacher at Community Church in Edwardsburg, Michigan. If you've never visited us at Community Church, we invite you to join us at 28647-US12-WEST in Edwardsburg. And now, here is Pastor Dan Thomas. We are going to go ahead and uh, talk a little bit about the shepherds in a couple minutes here. Uh, Before we do that, we're going to read the text that is, are you ready for this exciting news? This is the most commonly preached on text ever. Because if you think about it, pretty much every church of every denomination is going to read the Christmas story sometime during December, sometimes three weeks during December or four weeks during during December. So right here, most popular sermon ever. I don't mean, you know, that I preached it, but you, you get the idea? Okay, so let's go ahead and read through this together. And then, like I said, we are going to look at some things about the shepherds for a few minutes. And in the same region, do you hear, when I read that, do you hear Linus? I I don't know how many of you grew up with Charlie Brown's Christmas, but I I always think of Linus reading that. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping the watch over their flock by night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear, and the angel said to them, fear not. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in the manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on "on earth peace among those in whom he is pleased. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Now, the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for what they had seen and heard as it had been told them. You may or may not be aware that uh, when we look at the nativity scenes around Christmas time, they're beautiful. This is not criticism. I love them. We have 127 of them in our home, uh, I'm pretty sure, But uh, you may or may not be aware, but they are not completely accurate. What happened is back uh, during a time when the church had become incredibly corrupt and it had become all about the money, corruption and money kind of went together, and it had been to uh, making the case for the fact that the Christianity was for the wealthy and for those who had something to give to the church, if you will, there was a man by the name of Francis of Assisi, and he said, we got to change that. We got to let folks know the truth. So he created what? we now look at as far as the nativity scene idea now he was in the middle uh mediterranean area and wood was abundant so he built a manger out of wood and he built the uh the you know the uh shelter out of wood and everything like that truth of the matter is they were probably in more of a cave and jesus probably lay in a stone trough that was probably the truth uh, the wise men you may or may not know weren't actually at the manger. Now don't go home and break your nativity scene up or anything like that, like that. but they probably weren't actually there. But then you also have these pictures of these folks, of course, that we know of as the shepherds who received that message and they did come. I tried very hard to find a picture of shepherds as they probably really looked. Because now I wanted to bring some in and actually my idea was I wanted to go around and collect them all from all the nativity scenes we had around our house. I said, honey, I'm going to take all our shepherds in. And she said, well, you can have the stuffed ones. Uh, Apparently, she didn't trust me with the shepherds all in a bag like that. For some unknown reason, she didn't. Uh, She thought I might break something. Uh, So all I have is a stuffed shepherd. Wait, is that shepherd? Yeah, that's a shepherd. Um, But if you look at them in the nativity scene, in fact, I was looking at the one in the lobby out here. He's got a little bagpipe. Uh, The shepherds are always clean cut, real nice looking, you know, beautiful fellas. Truth of the matter is they were a very motley crew. I Googled trying to find a picture. This is the worst I could come up with as far as having them look a little rough. By the way, do not Google dirty shepherds. It doesn't come out well. Uh, But I tried to find this picture. And uh, the truth of the matter is, this is uh, as accurate as we could get it. But they were a rough crew; they were seen at. I mean, honestly, and this is, this is accurate historically, they were just above the lepers as far as how they were viewed. They were ceremonially unclean because they couldn't keep the Sabbath because they worked all the time. They were uneducated. They wouldn't know the scriptures. They were not very respectable. And, and we want to start with this. We want to know who these guys were that this message came to. It is very significant because Jesus came to their level. And that's so awesome. We celebrate the ascension of Jesus Christ. Francis and I were down in Indy with our family yesterday, and we rode around. We saw about four different hospitals that had the word ascension on it. You can find the same thing up in Kalamazoo. We like the ascension. Today, we celebrate the descension of Jesus down to the level, entering into this messed up world. Now, that's literal, That that's what Jesus did. It's also figurative that that's what he does. He enters into our mess. Jesus said, lo, I will be with you always, even into the ends of the earth. So first of all, as we meet the shepherds, I want you to understand the depths to which Jesus descended. But I also want us to hear from the angels for a few minutes there, the message that they brought. I tried again to find a picture that uh, was mysterious because we don't really know what the angels look like. What we do know is when they showed up, how did the shepherds respond? They were afraid, right? Which would make sense, first of all, because uh, we don't know what they look like. They may not have been the beautiful creatures that are perched up on top of your manger scene at home. Uh, But uh, when they saw the angels, they were very afraid. So what was the beginning of the message that they received? Fear not. And I want us to latch on to that message for a few minutes this morning. Uh, a few weeks ago, we, with the teenagers on a Sunday night, we had a question and answer session. And one of the questions was, what, uh, what does it mean when somebody says they are afraid of God? Now, I try to answer that as best I could in that it can be a good thing or a bad thing. It is very good in the sense that we ought to always have a reverent awe of God. We ought to always understand that he is holy, that he is above us, and reverently uh, approach him knowing that he is God and I am not. But the fear that people had back in those days, they were scared to death of the very presence of God okay to enter into the presence of God was something that one man was allowed to do once a year he was known as the high priest and he had to go go through extensive ceremonial cleansing before he could go into the very presence of God but when he went in they even tied a rope around him in case he went in unclean because if he were to die there in the presence of God nobody else was going to be able to go in and get him so they tied a rope around him so they could pull him back out if that happened the presence of God was something that people were scared to death of so when a messenger from God showed up they were definitely scared of the angels so the first message is fear not and we need to understand that because jesus has come we no longer need to be afraid to enter into the presence of god there was a hit song this past year and i hesitate to mention it because those of you who know it are going to be singing it uh instead of hark the herald angel sings you're going to go around singing but there was a song put out by a guy by the name of jelly roll Okay. Now, first of all, can I just comment on our culture? When I was a kid, we had meatloaf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you got Jelly Roll. See what's happening to the culture? We're going soft. Uh, but, uh, but Jelly Roll had a song you might be familiar with. It was, he would sing, I only talk to God when I need a favor. <laughs> I could break into song here. Uh, it's a catchy little tune. And I only pray when I ain't got a prayer. Now, there's a couple ideas in there. One is it's kind of sad because that's the truth for a lot of people. That is the only time we think to talk to God. But also, there is that underlying vibe in that that, uh, hey, wait a minute. Uh, I, do I really deserve to come to God? You know, am I worthy to walk into God's presence? You know, and, and in fact, he even, he even asked that question in the song, like, you know, what right do I have to come to God? Let me tell you what right you have to come to God. Absolutely None. You say, am I worthy to come to God? Let me tell you. No, you're not. But yet, because of Jesus Christ, we can walk boldly into the presence of God. Jesus says, open that door so that we can come to him. I um, I want to make sure I, I say this first part here. I always am happy for you to share a prayer request with me. Seriously, anytime you can. If you want to even be more sure that it would be get prayed for, share it with my wife because she's better at remembering and staying with it. And I am happy to do that. But I never want you to think, hey, somehow, if I share this with the pastor and he prays that there is somehow that I have a better standing with God and, therefore, that's better to have him pray. Not the case at all. Listen, I come to Jesus exactly. Exactly in the same way that you do, and that is through the through the blood of Jesus Christ, because he has shed his blood for the forgiveness of my sin. He has opened up. You know, I talked about that high priest getting to go into the presence of God once a year. He went through this veil. Well, when Jesus died, that veil was torn, and every one of us then get that message. Honestly, if you take nothing else home today besides a baby bottle, uh, if I didn't get a baby bottle, but, uh, but any, anyway, if you take nothing else home today, please take that idea that Fear not. You are welcome. You are invited into the presence of God. And he says, Fear not, because I bring you glad tidings of great joy. I bring you good news. Okay, imagine with me for a second, uh, someone, uh, let's say, Wanda, you call the church, and you say, I have a neighbor that has a, a need, their rent is due, is past due, they're about to be kicked out, can the church help? By the way, love to have those calls, it is a little scary for us sometimes, we get calls from people we don't know, and we're afraid of giving folks money that uh, uh, wouldn't be used in the right way, but if you call, and you know somebody that has a need, we'd love to try to help. So, uh, so anyway, Wanda calls me, and she says, I got a neighbor, she's about to be kicked out, so I... I, uh we, we put together a little money, and, and the church takes a collection, and I get to deliver it. So I go over, I show up at the door. So in the middle of the afternoon, this strange man is knocking at the door, and she's thinking, collection time, and she's hiding, okay? And, uh, of course, eventually I have to have Wanda go over and say, hey, no, wait a minute. That was, that was good news. That wasn't bad news. But here's, if we can remember this, okay, simple statement, Jesus came not to collect the rent but to pay the bill, Okay, so the good news is that Jesus came to pay the price for our sin, not to demand the payment payment for it was it was paid in him. So that is the good news of great joy. And then what's that next phrase say to all people? Okay, here's my other folks I brought with me, the wise men. I told you they weren't literally there at the manger, but but they're in our nativity scenes and they look good and they should look good. These guys have some money. Uh, These guys have it going on. But as we think about this idea, this message is to all people. Let's think back to the shepherds, this motley crew, this low, these low lives, if you will. And and remember that there is nobody that is so low that the love of Jesus Christ and the message of Christmas does not reach. And there is nobody so high and lofty that they do not need the message of salvation and Jesus Christ. In that nativity, we see this wonderful picture, nobody too low for the love of Jesus, nobody too high that they do not need the love of Jesus. What a wonderful thing we see there in that message to the angels. Thirdly, I just want to take a moment and look at the response to this message. Um, I'm going to start with these initials up here. I always, and I've learned this the hard way. I have to be careful when I put initials up there because sometimes I don't know what the message is that could be sent texting. Uh, so I've got, uh, I looked this up to make sure it was safe. WTP, it can be used for willing to pay. Okay, And it can be used for where's the party. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're, not, we're not doing either one of those, but I, at least neither one was inappropriate. A couple times the folks in the sound booth have had to say, Pastor, uh, <laughs> you might not want to put this slide up there. Um, it, it has a different, different message today. But what we're going to look at is the response here. So we have three words. We have the word wonder, we have the word treasure, and we have the word ponder. The Bible says the first reaction that they had, they all saw when they heard this message, was they were filled with what? Wonder, Okay, that is a great place to start. Great place just to start is with a wonder, even wondering, if you will. That might be where you are today. You might be looking around saying, you know, it seems like a lot of these people uh, actually believe everything we're talking about here. They actually believe that God inhabited this little baby and that this was the son of God and this was the savior. This was the Christ. They actually believe that that message. And maybe you're wondering about it. <laughs> You've seen the bumper stickers that say, not all who wonder are lost, or wander are lost, I know. But uh, but uh, the uh, truth of the matter is, the sad truth is, some who wonder stay lost. And what I mean by that is they wonder and they 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 weigh it and they think about it a little bit, but that's all they ever do. So let's move on to the second phrase there. It says that Mary treasured all these things. She treasured the fact that... Uh, uh, The kids told us about how she had uh, visited with Elizabeth. And Elizabeth had received the message from the angel that this was indeed uh, the king. the, The king of the earth was born. Her Lord, she said. Uh, the message that she had received—that this was the Son of God. The message that the shepherds now brought—that this was the Christ, the Messiah—and she's storing all this up. When I see that word "treasure," I think of a, a kid with his Halloween candy. You know, hey, uh, hey, I got all this. I'm storing it up and analyzing, and I'm looking at it and everything like that. But that's very much what Mary does here. She takes all these things, all these messages, and she's reflecting on it and she's weighing all this. And I want to invite you to continue to do that if that's where you are. Uh, I want to invite you to continue to look at that and say, hey, wait a minute. You know, is this all the truth? Let me look into that. Let me investigate that. There is a uh, former journalist. He was an investigative journalist for the Chicago Tribune by the name of Lee Strobel. And uh, one day his wife uh, came home and she said to him, she says, "Uh, Lee, uh, this is wonderful. I've become a Christian. I've started to follow Jesus. And he said, oh, brother. Uh, not one of those. We don't, need, we don't need that. And he set out to prove that to what she was following, he wanted to show her while it was a lie. So he started to investigate Jesus. He started to investigate the truth. And he dug into it, and he wanted to show his wife, "You, we don't want to go down this road. I love my wife, but I want to go down this wacko following Jesus' road. I don't want to go there. Uh, so we need to show that, that it's wrong. And the more he dug and the deeper he dug, the more he found out that what she believed was true he's written books called the case for christ the case for christmas uh, great pieces of work of investigative journalism but that's it. it when he dug into it he found out that it was true and what she had was exactly what he needed and he began became a follower of christ too and the third thing that says mary did is she would ponder Okay, she would take the time to think about it. Now, how does the story end then? What do the shepherds do? They go home, uh, it says, or they go on their way, and they're rejoicing, and they're glorifying, and they're praising God. When you ponder the truth of Jesus Christ, and you... you, understand that it is tr- not only true, but it is true for you that God came uh, to pay the price for your sin and you trust in him. That's the response. The shepherds go right away and they say, uh, when they first got the message, couldn't wait to tell somebody and they were, they run and tell and now they're rejoicing and they're praising God. It made that difference in their lives. How exciting that message of Christmas is to them. I don't want anybody to throw anything at me when I say this, but uh, I never, okay, stay with me on this. I never liked the song, Oh, Holy Night. So how can you even say that? I see the looks on some of your faces. That's the best song, Oh, Holy Night. I actually, uh, it, there's a long story I won't tell you. I was scarred in my childhood, but uh, we won't get into the whole thing. Uh, but for some reason, I never liked the song, Oh, Holy Night. But recently, I have come to love that song more and more. And one of the phrases that, uh, that you all sang today is the thrill of hope. A weary world rejoices and I just want this whole message that we're talking about that came to the shepherds that came for the wise men that came for all of us is that message of hope someone has said what you can live uh, 40 days without food you can live uh, three days without water I might not have that right I have it written down somewhere back on my Bible you can live uh, eight minutes without air but you can't live a minute without hope And uh, I think that is so accurate. And hope is not just, oh, I wish this would happen. Hope is believing in a certainty that hasn't happened yet. Let me say that again. Hope is believing in a certainty that has not happened yet. And those who receive this newborn king, they've been waiting a long time. Come thou long expected Jesus. I think we're going to sing that in a minute. And they waited for it, but but their hope is fulfilled in this. And the thrill of this hope comes to a weary world that now rejoices. Do we? Can we not relate to that? The world at that time was trapped in Roman oppression uh, and sadness, but just like for many of us, we look at a world that seems to be void of hope the thrill of hope is what this message is for a weary weary world that wants to grab on to who jesus is we're going to take some time just to to praise him some more singing a couple more songs but uh i hope (laughs) okay i say this every year okay this this week of christmas is always so special to me because Many years ago, I visited a church that shared with me about Jesus Christ for the first time. I sat in the church uh, for the first time and heard that Christ had paid the price for my sin and that he wanted a personal relationship with me if I put my faith and trust in him for forgiveness of sin. And the date, I remember well, was December 22nd of that year, and it was a Sunday, and I asked the Lord Jesus to be my my Savior I didn't really completely understand it, but I knew I needed a Savior. And I said, Lord, I trust in you to be that Savior. And that event, if you will, in my life has so... Completely changed my life and given me hope uh, that lasts until this day and will last on into eternity. So I love the chance to share that with you once a year, Christmas time. In the prayer, that if there's somebody here that doesn't have that personal relationship with Jesus Christ, you too will find it, and Christmas will take on a whole special meaning because just as God sent His Son into the world, His Son also came into your life and changed it. Uh, we're going to continue uh, to worship Him now as the worship team comes to sing a little bit more father (laughs) I'm so thankful uh, that we get to celebrate you this day and uh, Lord my prayer is that if there are those especially who are weighing things who are pondering things who are wondering about some of the things that we've talked about here this morning. That your spirit would continue to speak to them that he would make them so uncomfortable uh, that they will continue to seek out the truth and that they will come to know the truth that this christmas time represents i pray in your name lord amen you've been listening to pastor dan thomas of community church in edwardsburg for more information about the church you can visit our website edwardsburg.church. You may also contact the church via email info at edwardsburg.church or call us at 269-663-2648. Thank you for listening.